0: what is up everyone and welcome to the latest episode here at rnfm radio latest episode being episode 188 oh my gosh disclaimer really quick before we get into this intro this was so much fun today so if you're not looking to have some fun then you might as well just kind of turn the podcast off and do something else Actually, no, don't do that. Let me rescind that statement. You do want to have some fun and you're going to learn something today because if you've got questions, we've got answers. And remember, head over to rnfmradio.com, and we can bring those on the show if you would like us to do that. Whether you're just a nurse starting out in your career, an experienced nurse seeking another perspective, a nurse in business, a student nurse, well, hey, this is the leading resource and inspiration right here on The Pulse of Nursing. Today's show notes are going to live If this gives you a little insight into what we're talking about today, rnfmradio.com forward slash snap. So exciting show, exciting show. And I will wrap up toward the end of the show. If there's anything that we missed or whatever that I need to fill in. But before I do that, I just want to thank, I know that there's some iTunes ratings and reviews coming in and we would love to have some more just to kind of get this show's ratings up or as far as not necessarily the ratings, the ratings are good, but we want to make sure that we can elevate in iTunes so that we can get to more nurses like yourselves. So head over to iTunes in the search box, rnfmradio.com, rating and review, an honest one, an honest one. We need the honest ratings and reviews. So that's what we appreciate. Anyway, I will tie up any loose ends toward the end of the show here as I wrap up, but let's get into it and have a blast. We're recording now.
1: We can just jump right in.
0: This is like old friends hanging out because we do have a new old friend. Is that even a thing? A new old friend?
1: An we old do. an old new
0: friend? new, new Yeah, old friend. Sean
1: is a new old old new friend. And um, I'm just going to introduce him right away. And Sean P. Dent is an acute care nurse practitioner with over a decade of critical care experience. He's currently the host of the Change of Shift podcast and he's been a nurse blogger for almost 10 years and He and I connected probably 10 years ago when our blogs both launched back in the early 2000s. So Sean learned early in his career that nurses need support in every aspect of their career, and we all agree on that. Through storytelling and what he calls, quote-unquote, shared suffering, he empowers other nurses to persevere through the unimaginable and share the shine of the human condition. Sean's a mentor, educator, leader, coach, and consultant, He's at hashtag AskTheNP. His website is SeanDent.com, and it's an awesome social media resource for all nurses across their career spectrum who are seeking guidance on how to succeed. And he is burning up the podcasting universe now in the nurse podcasting arena. And Sean, we are so psyched to have you here. Well, thank you for having me. I sound great when you talk about me. I'm just going to let you talk the whole time. Nice. Well, we could talk <laughs> yeah. about you for an hour or so. I'm <laughs> sure we could all think of something to say, but we'd rather hear you say it yourself.
2: Well, I I, I think it's funny that uh, life's coming full circle because like you said, Keith, you and I met during the uh, early years, what I like to call uh, before Twitter and before Facebook, when all we had was blogs and comments and that's how we communicated. And I think that's how you and I first crossed paths. And then I'd say about what, Three, four years ago, we crossed paths again when I was a host on the pod, this podcast with uh, Scrubs Magazine.
1: That's right. We had you on with Scrubs when we were doing some collaborations with Scrubs. This is before Elizabeth joined the show and right. after Anna left the show. And yeah, and I think 2005 is when I launched my blog and then you launched yours somewhere in that are- that area too. So we've been connected off and on for years. I'd like to say that we're doing something right. I, I imagine we are. Well, you're here <laughs> with us now, and that's that's pretty cool. And so, you know, you're a nurse podcaster. Elizabeth's a nerd pos- nurse podcaster with her own show, and and Kevin and I here. And so why do you think nurses need to listen to podcasts? Because it's actually happening. I mean, it's two, 2016 is when nurse podcasts are really taking off. Uh, it's a multi
2: multiple answered question. The the big thing is is that I think podcasting itself all of a sudden has had a resurgence and I, I haven't quite put my finger as to why because all of the uh, podcasting gurus who have been doing this for the past 10 years are just in shock and awe that podcasting has taken on a, a different and a new life of its own that uh, for some reason people are understanding what podcasting is and and how valuable it can be. So I think the nursing profession as well as the healthcare profession is kind of jumping on that wave of you know, popularity with podcasts. And the, the two things that come to mind immediately, and this is for anybody, let alone nurses or healthcare professionals, is that they're free and you, they're mobile. You can take them anywhere. You can listen to them anywhere. So I don't have to spend any money. And I can do and listen. I can listen to whatever message you want to give me on my own time, wherever I may be. And, you know, nurses, first of all, we like to keep our money. We don't make a whole lot of it as it is. And the second thing is, is that we don't have a lot of time on our hands. So free, easily accessible. And I think the third piece that uh, most nurses are slowly figuring out is that it's easily consumable, is that all I got to do is put in a set of headphones or connect it to my phone or uh, listen to it on the internet and just, I can continue doing what I'm doing about my day and listen to whatever message you want to give me. So I think that's one of the main, three main reasons why every nurse needs to be listening to podcasts.
0: Well, and you know, I I think you're really kind of nailing it here, Sean, because I think with podcasting, you're right. So I think a lot of nurses don't realize how old podcasting is in sort of the realm of the internet because the internet is still very young. But <laughs> yeah, podcasting, I think because of its you know easy access, it is very accessible. I think that that's where uh, nurses have the ability to sort of rejuvenate or, or uh, resuscitate rather uh, sort of that podcasting realm to to consume it. I mean, it is so easy. I remember when podcasting, I think really became a term, which was somewhere, I believe in the early 2000s, 2004 is like when it started hitting like mainstream of podcast. But the access to get to it was much harder. I mean, you had to like find these directories and go to the website and try to figure out how to listen to it versus, you know, iOS and Android and Windows have either native apps or there are apps on your phones where you can literally just subscribe very easily rather than having to take this very long uh, RSS feed or some some weird feed to put it into some app uh, on your computer to listen to a podcast. It really is at your fingertips. And we always say that. And we see our listeners really jumping
2: on the bandwagon with their smartphones and tablets.
0: So, I it's, mean, it's there for you know, the taking.
2: You you said that the the multiple platforms are finally communicating with each other. So that makes it even easier.
0: Right, exactly. And I think that that, that sort of streamlined uh, approach, and and for those who maybe aren't as tech-savvy, Again, if they're communicating with each other, and it literally is like you—you you know how to use a smartphone. So, if really you know how to use a smartphone, you can access podcasts.
3: Yep. Yeah. I want to um, jump in here and and t- speak to the next question. I was just visiting your website, Sean, and I see lots of videos, and um, it's quite up to date you know, in terms of technology, which Kevin was just saying, if if people know about tech, they can find this kind of stuff. Well, I'll be honest. And, you know, I think the listeners who's been following along know this. I I wouldn't call myself technologically advanced. I'm also not technologically challenged. Uh, I actually just did an interview for the Art of Nursing program about the generational shifts in nursing and the different generations. And I I would call myself a cusper. I, I I am on board with technology, but I also carry a paper and pencil calendar. So with that whole introduction, that being said, I'm curious about blog, blogging and vlogging. So vlogging in and of itself sounds kind of techie because that's video. But why do you think nurses should have and read and participate still in blogs, even though we have these you know newer... Resources like videos and podcasts. What's the benefit of blogging? First
2: off, great question. Um, I lump all three of those into one um, under the same umbrella. So um, the the podcast, the blog, and the the vlog. It just that just doesn't roll off the tongue as well. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, video log. Um, they're all forms of communication and a way to share your message in some way. And everyone is going to have a preference. Do they just want to listen to it? Do they just want to read it? Or do they just want to watch it? So all three of them are viable. And, you know, and it, like Kevin was saying, that, that, you know, it's podcasting is, the, I guess, the newer popular. Blogging is the oldest. Um, video logging is about three years old at this point. The ease of use has become so innate, that you don't have to be tech savvy. If you can read instructions and you can use a remote on a television, you can do all three of those services with the greatest of ease. You just have to go looking for it or you just have to ask. But the reason why I believe nurses need to do these three things or just to pick one, you don't have to be a geek like me and do all three, just pick one and share your message same reason why I shared my message is to let others out there know you're not alone. That whatever you're doing, whatever you're experiencing is not unique in the world of nursing. You know, you have the nurses who do it right out of high school. You have the, 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 the adult learners that go back to school. You have questions and concerns throughout the entire process of your career from the moment you decide to hit the apply button to when you graduate to when you have that first job throughout the course of your career. There's just question after question that crops up. And all you have to do is go to the internet and type in that question. And it's gonna, The answer is going to be there. Or at least someone's going to share their experience with you. And that alone I think is worth it's weight in gold because maybe you don't have the answer for me. But I can take comfort in knowing that I'm not as crazy as I thought I was when I thought about this experience or that experience. So the first thing is is that you share your story with someone else so that you can help pass on the knowledge. But the, the biggest thing, I think, is that it helps you as a professional to sharpen your communication skills. And we as nurses sometimes struggle with that because nobody likes to write papers. Nobody likes to get up in front of uh, the audience and talk. Nobody likes to sit in front of a panel of judges. Nobody likes to go in front of the 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 ju- the you know um, bosses for an interview or for an evaluation. Vlogging, 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 and podcasting will help ease that tension, that that fear when you go to do any of those real life experiences, because you're forcing yourself to communicate at a higher level.
0: Right. And I think it's funny too. I think that, uh, I, I blog, vlog, podcast pretty much every uh, platform out there. I'm likely either involved or in some way, six degrees or six degrees of separation of Kevin Bacon or whatever that is when it comes to social media And I think you can choose and how much you do want to share, obviously, and some more than others, because I've had companies or colleagues or people like literally just Google me. It's like, oh my, like literally your life is online. I mean, at this point, there's no going back. My life is extremely public. I've vlogged with my, my kids. I had this vlog uh, where I called it controlled chaos, have, you know, raising three boys and the kids love to be on the camera and sharing all that information, But I've also tried to share helpful information when it comes to tech, nursing, uh, just about anything. I love sharing it. I mean, we are all pretty much individual media companies because if you have a smartphone, i.e. a computer in your pocket, you have access and you can actually get access to just about all these platforms and blog and vlog and share that media, your content, even right from your phones. I don't know. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm just fascinated uh, with technology, as you can imagine. I I better not get
2: too ahead of myself. (laughs) I think Keith can attest to this: is that you know, ten years ago when we were blog to what you, how you do it now, is is it's like a level ten to now a level one. It it takes no technological skill to create a blog and to put your words out there on the internet. You don't have to know how to do any of that. They can you can pick a cookie cutter um, platform like Tumblr and, and you don't have to know how to do any of that as long as you know how to pick a name and start typing words. You have That's a blog. That's very true.
1: You're That's done. True. And we've also talked about people blogging natively on link on LinkedIn and LinkedIn Pulse, for instance. There's places where you can make your expertise known, you know, without even having to do much other than have a LinkedIn profile. So, I mean, there are lots of ways to do it and you know, today Kevin and I were playing on Instagram. Elizabeth, I know you're not on there yet, but Kevin posted a pre RNFM radio episode uh, Instagram video about heading into hair and makeup to get ready for the show. And then I had to post a response to Kevin, you know, doing <laughs> his makeup because I haven't even showered or shaved yet today. So, you know, I got to look good um, on the mic. I really got to look, look I got to look my mic. best yeah. on the mic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and, Uh, Sean was tuned into that conversation (laughs) on Instagram today. (laughs) So, you know, it's kind of like, Sean, you say on your website, let's see, at seandent.com, you say, I'm a great storyteller. And I think one thing we need to realize is that nurses are great storytellers. And some of you who've listened to RNFM radio for a long time might remember that about a year and a half ago, my wife and her partner, business partner, Sally Fox, we did a performance here in Santa Fe called nurses speak. And six of us nurses, after four days of writing and creating monologues, we actually were up on stage telling our stories in person to a packed house. It was actually a George, George R. R. Martin's theater here in Santa Fe. He's the writer of game of Thrones, but that's, you know, storytelling can happen everywhere. I mean, there are nurses out there who are on Instagram and they're just kind of playing around making videos. And there are people like us who are blogging. There's Elizabeth and Marsha Bati, and all these other people who are podcasting. And Elizabeth, I mean, I know you're a great storyteller. You have your, your blog, you have your newsletter, you write amazing stuff. You've written so many books and you share pretty openly about your process. So, you know... Where do you feel like the storytelling aspect falls into Elizabeth Scala's universe?
3: Uh, Where do I feel it falls into my universe? I just, (laughs) yeah. like (laughs) How
1: important it is for you to like, to tell your story.
0: Hold on, wait, I got to go to the carpet. I got to sit on the carpet and like listen to her (laughs) to just dialogue about this.
3: Well, I was just going to say, honestly, it's interesting because I don't, I guess I use different language. How about that? When I sit down to write an article or do a video, I, I think about how I want to learn. And the best way I learn is through example, because then I'll remember if you just put a bunch of numbers up. And some people learn that way with data and statistics and things, but I never did. And so I really learn by doing, or I learn by like analogy or what I can figure out from the other person. So That's why I guess I write that way is to kind of keep it lighthearted, to keep it personable, to share, you know, what I'm going through, as Sean said, so people can see that you're not alone. Um, So I guess I never really called it storytelling in quotes, but more uh, just showing like role modeling. Here's an example. Here's what happened to me. Here's what I learned from it. And, you know, there's hope for you to do the same. Does that make sense?
1: I completely think makes sense. Okay,
3: yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh God, silence." Yeah. No, oh,
2: no. I think it's the ver- it's the verbiage. You 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 termed it one way. I termed it another way. But at the end of the day, you and I are both trying to make it relatable to the person listening.
3: Yeah, yeah. Relatable, certainly, certainly. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, Sean, if because you know what I was just speaking about in terms of sharing as an example, or role modeling, or just like you said, showing people. You know, I came out across this from the other side and you know, you can do it too. If, as nurses, uh, is it important that we walk our talk or that we practice the things that we are sharing with our audience? What are your thoughts about that?
2: Uh, It's, it's a hard pill to swallow, but for anyone that is a nurse or is becoming a nurse, they hopefully have realized that once you attain that license, whatever state you decide to work in, when you attain attain that license, your life changes forever because there's never a moment in time when you're not a nurse. You might not be at work, you might not be on the clock, but you're never not a nurse. And I think that's where a lot of individuals, nurses, get a little scared when it comes to the internet and social media because of HIPAA, because of patient privacy. They're worried they may say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing or post the wrong thing because they are a nurse. So when I talk about practicing what you preach, it's being a professional even when you're not working as a professional. Right. So, you know, you don't have the luxury as a nurse to go out and... Um, have no self-control and go out to the bars and have that videotaped or, you know, because you are representing the profession in some way, shape, or form at all times. You may not like that sentence, but it's the truth. You are always going to be held to a higher standard. We as nurses, as well as physicians and other healthcare professionals, you are you have cemented the the concept of being held to a higher standard. The moment that you chose and you take that exam and you get that license, your life has changed forever because of that.
0: Yeah, and I, and I think definitely some some mentoring and, and support around that should occur rather than having nurses be so shy about what they post on Instagram or Snapchat or, or wherever that is. Because I still think that, obviously, I think we're in agreement. We need to share these stories. We need to share our lives but that we as, I mean, I would consider at least in this sort of circle and Sean, it's so funny. I, I don't really feel like this is an interview. I feel like we're just all hanging out like this, you know? <laughs> so anyway, it, it's, I feel like we're, we're somewhat experts in the field and we want to be able to share that knowledge with people. And I know that's what you do too. Like, listen, don't be afraid to share, but it's like, okay, there are some filters uh, that we need to place. And we're not talking about Instagram filters. We're talking about some things that you do need to think about because you're Right even though I have multiple businesses outside of healthcare myself, I am still a nurse. And I do, I share pretty much everything in my life. So people do see me a little silly uh, on online and, and things like that. But, you know, maybe I'm in a position where I feel like it doesn't matter because I'm the boss. Maybe I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. But I, but we do still run like workshops and we check in with people and say, Hey, is anybody feeling uh, a little anxious about you know, how you're communicating online or what you're finding online. I mean, we want to educate them to make sure that they're doing it in the right fashion, because I think we should still be able to have fun and show that we're having fun and that we're not just these stiff, uh, like white pressed, starchy nurses, like, oh, everything's got to be above the level. I mean, we can still have fun, but it's just a way of how you share that fun or, you know, how that looks online. I mean, oh I, yeah, I
1: starch my
2: shirts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's you know you need I me mean, to make sure that you don't twist the words around and say well that means I can't be a human being and I right. can't have fun and I can't let loose. You right. absolutely can. You just have to understand that there's consequences to your actions. I mean, you can't you can't be um, irresponsible. Right,
1: and you I can think- have
2: fun without being
1: irresponsible. Right. And I think one of the concepts that we're kind of talking about here, but without using the word I would use here is transparency. So Kevin, you're very transparent in your online presence and Sean, you are too. You've been posting pictures of your, your surgery and your leg and, you know, all the stuff you're going through. Kevin was talking about putting on makeup today. I'm just saying, and (laughs) I I did. Yes. (laughs) And Elizabeth, you're, you're very transparent here and on your blog and elsewhere about your self-care, what you're doing in your life and, you know, kind of like not being a nursing nurse. You like to talk about that. And, you know, I posted pictures of myself unshaven in a hoodie today, you know, trying to compete with Kevin on Instagram. so yeah good luck bud (laughs) yeah I know I know I know I know. but there's there's a level at which we decide how transparent we want to be and we all get to create this persona and you know I try to create a persona online that's pretty in line with who I am in person and when people meet me they're like oh you're pretty much like I thought you would be and then you meet other people who are online personalities who are pretty different from their online persona and I mean, that's part of the zeitgeist in the 21st century, right? We all have these different places we live and work. And I do hear from nurses saying, you know, I'm a little shy about social media. I'm afraid of getting in trouble. And there's lots of fear, I think, out there about getting in trouble.
2: Which just speaks to, once again, why we should have more nurses out there speaking about that. So I know, I mean, there are, there's plenty of instances that we all can look up on the internet and Google of what is not what you're not to do. What is the wrong thing to do? But there's equally that many examples of what you should be doing and what, what is correct and what is appropriate. You know, we, I'm out to dispel that fear because if you can work in a hospital or you can work in healthcare. Then you understand the concept of HIPAA. You have to. So, you know, I I, I remember re- reading, hearing, seeing it many, many years ago. Keith, maybe you remember this or not? But Kevin Foe, who has who runs the website uh, Kevin MD, he wrote a book years ago, and one of the concepts he talked about was the elevator test. Is that whatever you think about posting, saying, shooting. Would you do it in the elevator in the hospital? If you weren't going to do that in the elevator in the hospital, then it shouldn't go on the Internet? I like that. Well, Kevin, you wouldn't put on makeup in the elevator in the hospital? Would you? <laughs> well no, because if it's moving, then it's going to smear. I mean, oh,
0: seriously, that's true. No, but that's true. You know, the thing is, Sean, so uh, I mean, you know we talk about like being real and sharing, and of course obviously you need to check out uh, his podcast. You need to check out Sean's podcast. Obviously that'll be in the show notes for today, but to know a little bit about you. And one of those 10 things, I I just, I listened to it. See, I consumed your podcast. (laughs) And one of those things that we, you and I share is that I am oddly ambidextrous as well, sort of intermittently ambidextrous. So I think it probably was because I was a, a po boy from Virginia. I mean, we were so broke we couldn't afford poor, so we were pretty much po. Um, and and you know, uh, baseball gloves getting handed down to me that might actually be a right catching glove, but I was really throwing with my right hand or a set of golf clubs that would go lefty, even though like I would play righty. So now, like, I play basketball with my left hand. I play tennis with my left hand. Volleyball with my left hand. I write with both hands. I can play baseball with both hands. I'm a switch hitter. Uh, it's it's weird, you know. But I, it's so funny when I listen to that. And I was like, oh yeah, he you and know, I have some very you know, similar, it's just some commonality there that we are intermittently ambidextrous because I don't consciously choose in some regards to either write with left or right hand. Like I said, I can do it both. I just, for whatever reason, if the pen's on the left side of the desk, I'll grab it and write with it on that side or whatever. I don't know, but it's just weird. So Not that talented. Yeah, but, but that's <laughs> the thing. So, you know, be honest. I mean, share what's going on, whether it's in your you know, your career and your personal lives, if you feel comfortable enough, I, I say do it. Um, and, I, and I think that rather than going for that popularity, it's a matter of you are connecting because you and I just connected even deeper on, that, on a different level after I listened to that about you. And I think that that's important, especially with social media. It's not about racking up the numbers of followers and likes and so much. Well, it is nice to get the likes and the shares because then we think, okay, we're really getting some engagement. But are we really getting some engagement? And I think we do when we can be fun and fresh but also share some real-life experiences because we can identify with that. Couldn't
2: agree more. Yeah. Mm
0: So. Anyway, I just thought that was an interesting. Hopefully you didn't. Well, I-, I guess you assume I didn't mind sharing that because you put it on no, your podcast no, no, no. too. I thought that I, was just that, funny. But
2: that's been a challenge for me because, um, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the hardest parts for me over the past year in my social media life is transitioning from a life that I used to live to uh, creating a new online presence is the best way to describe it because we we already shared that i used to be with Scrub Magazine. Well, I'm no longer with Scrubs Magazine. And my entire online presence was attached to Scrubs Magazine for six years. Right. So as of July or August of last year, I no longer was with that company. So I've spent the past six months kind of recreating myself online. And at the beginning of this year, I promised myself that I would be as completely transparent as possible, that you're going to get to know the real me, not the rehearsed me that I have been using for the past six years is, and that's my promise to myself. And what's that been like?
0: I mean, is it struggles, mm. but fun and not to say that we have uh, to get into the scrubs thing, but.
2: No, but, no, no. The, you mean creating the, uh, being transparent or creating a well, new presence? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think a little bit of both, obviously,
0: because, you know, it's, it's one of those things like where you're, you're under the auspices or, you know, sort of the wings of you know, a a presence like, or a brand like Scrubs. Um, We, you know, we've had you on and and several members of the team at one point on RNFM, but, but yeah, you kind of strike out on your own. You're like,
2: wow, you know, a little different here. I I was on my own prior and I I never, I mean, I was contracted out, but you know, it was, I had to uh, follow a certain set of guidelines while I was with them. You, 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 I mean, you have to run a business. So you, you follow a certain set of guidelines for, to garner a certain amount of attraction for certain, um, topics won't go into any more detail than that. So, sure. um, when I went on my own, it, I had free reign. What, what is it that I want to talk about and how do I want to talk about it? And my persona online hasn't changed much. It's just that I'm not as restricted in what I can say or not say now, you know, I'm not, I'm not sponsored by anybody. I'm not having to support anybody. I'm not having to commercialize anything that goes out there. Everything that I've done since I left them has been on my own accord. So um, the the challenge or the, I guess, the the fearful and the, the scary part of it all was, you know, I didn't want to lose the, the little audience that I did have, but I also don't want to not be me. Right. So... Learning uh, how to be honest online without um, worrying about losing, you know, 10 or 15 followers or fans or things like that by being genuine, by being the real deal. And some, someone, they, someone else can relate to on a more personal level, just like you said there, Kevin, is that what that little piece of information probably garnered me at least a couple more um, fans, which is perfect in my book because my tribe is very small but it's very 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 enriched like the amount of conversation and communication I get with the fans that I have and the followers I have is 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 amazing
1: mm. and I think you know going back to that notion of authenticity and transparency I think the four of us Elizabeth Kevin you and myself I think we all have this particular way that we present ourselves online and you know, it's pretty personable. It's authentic. It is transparent to a certain extent. And I think that's a really important part of what we're trying to create here. And I think we're all also trying to create community. And I think with, with, um, all the processes and projects that Elizabeth's been involved in, for instance, you know, the, the, um, pardon me, Elizabeth, the name of your program is uh, my brain just exploded.
3: <laughs> You're talking about the art of nursing?
1: The art of nursing. Oh, okay. I mean, sorry about that. So <laughs> okay. like there's there's all these different ways we're all trying to create some sense of community. And I think that feeling of community is so important for nurses. And I think it's a great way for us all to remind each other that we were there once, that we were all nurses, we've all been students, we've all been mentors, we've been mentees, that there's this there's this synergy between all of us and there's a way for us to communicate with one another that, that lifts each other up because we know there's a lot of negative stuff happening out there too.
3: I guess I want to ask Sean a question about this uh, being honest, you know, as you show up for the community and it kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier when I was speaking to the fact that we have these generations in nursing, we have um, you know, essentially a lot of nurses who have been in nursing for a long time and many times are at leadership or executive level or in academia, you know, deans and that kind of thing. And then we have millennials coming into the profession who utilize social media, who are online, who've got the devices, you know, attached to them and I'm curious when you are portraying yourself, Sean, uh, you know, this might, you might be like, oh my God, I don't know, but <laughs> I'm just going to ask you. I'm like, um, I'm
2: all nervous. It's just- yeah. He's sweating. Yeah. I can tell. <laughs> Sweat- yeah, Holy he is theory. sweating.
1: Come
3: on. I, I guess I'm asking because I struggle with this myself. So I'm like, let me get some advice here. Now, um, you know, you have so many, I guess it, well, I could probably answer my own question, but I'll ask it anyway. Um, you know, there's so there's so, so the population of the nursing profession is so vast and you want to show up as yourself, but what if as yourself, you know, tunes out a group or, or demographic or turns off a demographic, you know, what is your thought or what is your, um, what would you do? What is your, you know, experience with that situation? Or is it, Again, I'm not going to answer because I wonder what your answer is. So let me just stop it at that and see what you say.
2: <laughs> so it was a real concern when I um, went out on my own because I wanted to please everybody. I wanted to get as much attention as possible. I wanted everyone to like me. And then over Christmas, I, I don't know if it was the knee injury. I don't, I don't know what it was, but there was a there was a switch that just went off in my head. And I had been listening to a lot of marketing gurus and, uh, podcasting gurus. And it, and it came down to not everyone's going to like you. It's not about the attention. It's about the interaction. So just because you have 50,000 Twitter followers, how many of those 50,000 people are actually paying attention to you at a, in a genuine way, other than you're a follower I see your stream. I'm going to move on, as opposed to maybe I only have two thousand followers or 500 followers, but 50 percent of those 500 followers are communicating with me in some way. They're they're clicking my link. They're asking a question. They're sending me an email, or they're uh, wanting to know more. So it's I guess it's the the organic level of. Um, What's the term I want to use here? Um, Interaction is that what I'm looking for. So do I still care that there's a genre out there that isn't going to like my message? Absolutely, because I consider myself a pretty likable guy. But, you know, there are certain words that I use that offend people. There are certain things that I say and do that are not what people want to see. So, yeah. They'll unlike me or they'll unfollow me. And that's, and that, and I, I feel bad about that. And I, I I wish there was a way to fix that. But ultimately, I am looking to connect with others who are interested in improving whatever situation they are in. And I know I can help with that because of my life experiences. So the language that I use is different sometimes. Uh, I just had a, a marketing friend stress that I really shouldn't swear online. And while I am not a trucker mouth in any way, <laughs> there, are, there are things that I post that have expletives in them. But that's me. That doesn't make me any less of a professional. Doesn't make me any less caring. Doesn't make me any less empathetic. And it has no bearing on the care I provide to my patients. It's just the words I choose to post. We could start talking about HIPAA and privacy and things like that again, but that's me. That's, that's me unapologetically. Every so often I'm passionate enough about something that I'm gonna throw an expletive out there. And my podcast is um, not the same rating that your podcast is because every so often, one of those expletives will slip. And if those expletives are going to turn away a certain specific audience or genre, then I'm sorry that I have offended you, but i'm not I, I'm not the what's how I want to say this I'm having a brain fart just like Keith did. It's okay oh, man gosh. hey let's um, let you're an <laughs> epidemic <laughs> you know you're yeah. <laughs> you're in good company
0: man Listen, let your freak flag fly here I'm, buddy i
2: guess I guess I'm not the exception <laughs> i am I am the commoner because everyone is like me even though they don't want to admit it i'm mm. you know I, I i i guess that's why i want to be as genuine as possible you're going to see my faults i am a leader i am an advanced practice nurse i am an educator but i'm also human i have mistakes i i want them to see the mistakes so that they can see that my mistakes don't cost me my career they don't cost me my marriage I don't lose my job because of it. It's just a mistake. It's who I am. So I want people to understand that is that in one hand, I'm expecting you as a professional to act a certain way. But on the other hand, you're allowed to make mistakes.
0: Right.
3: Hmm. That's well, awesome. Thank you. Well, no,
2: let's, and well, you know, that's the thing, Sean,
0: expanding on, because here's the thing like we are, I personally am not new to Instagram and Keith isn't, uh, maybe fairly new, but but RNFM is new. But we, I think, can also, uh, and I think I do this even in my professional life, where you talk about the expletives. And so there are audiences that I speak to where I might be, you know, and if some or many of us know about Gary Vaynerchuk, I might mm-hmm. literally have talks where I'm like that. And I'll throw out an F this or this but then there's also audiences that I speak to that I would never do that. Um, I'm a bit more polished. So like I've got my LinkedIn profile that's a little bit more polished. Instagram is fun. YouTube is very fun. Uh, and so I, I, I almost, it's almost like a little bit of a multiple personality disorder, but at the same time, it is still me. It's just pieces of me. Um, but there are some times where, I mean, I can get really, really raw and there's audience members who really connect with that. But I know that it can be very off-putting with others. So, and, and then all these various platforms, we kind of share differently on these other platforms than we would say in another, like, you know, face, we can just see the analytics. Facebook is a little bit different. Our target demographic's a little different over there. Mm. Instagram's the same way. And of course, I know we haven't talked about Snapchat yet, but we do need to talk about Snapchat (laughs) uh, on the show. But, uh, I I don't know. I mean, Elizabeth, did he answer your question? I know you said you were already going to answer your question, but... You
3: know. No, no, he did. He did. And I think he answered it well. And I think that for the audience listening, what I heard and picked up is we should all allow ourselves to be who we are and stop judging everyone for every little thing. So if Sean wants to cuss once in a while, great. But like he said, it's not who he is as a professional and it's not going to make him lose his job. And, and same with making mistakes. So... Yeah, I said, I appreciate the response. I thought it was awesome. And that's all I had to say about that.
1: (laughs) Nice,
2: nice. I mean, you have to be a student of the game, but you also have to know, you got to know when to act right. I mean, let's be honest here. Sure, I throw expletives, but do you think I throw expletives when I'm on the job, on the clock, in the ICUs, taking care of my patients? Absolutely not. Right, right. But I might go to the back of the, you know, the break room, to let off some steam with my fellow nurses, and sure, expletives are going to be thrown, but that's that's the nature of the. And I hate to use the catch-all term, but that's the nature of the game. You you have to know when it's appropriate.
0: Yeah, well, it's true. Well, and just that's really quickly, true. just just you know, I've shared either, both with Keith and Elizabeth, and online that, like I said, my, my life is very public, and I said that on on today's show. But there have been situations where I know when we have big contracts coming up uh, for negotiation. And sometimes I go into this uh, mode like where, I mean, I can, I can sell. I'm I'm a good salesman in my company and I can really pitch that if you work with us, we execute like amazingly well. So, I mean, I've had people say like, are we seriously going to like hire this guy's company? I mean, have you seen him like on YouTube? He's kind of a goofball. He's like building these like ski jumps out back with his kids, like on these like rusted up pallets and stuff and like doing this crazy stuff online. Are we sitting, and then I go in and I can, I can literally deliver. I can, and I, and I'm very actionable and I can prove to you that even though I'm fun in my personal life, if you work with me and my company, you will not regret it. I will crush every time I will deliver. I will slay it. I will rock people's faces off. You will be happy that you're doing business with me. But again, it's like I said, I've I've struck that balance and I've struck that level in my my own life and career that I mean maybe I'm a little bit more free to do that and say like well you know if you don't want to work with me great whatever that's fine you're lost um, and maybe that's a little you know egotistical but um, I've got a lot of bravado and confidence and I can assure you that I'm going to execute each and every time and 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 you know I sell that when I when I am in front of these people so
1: and and I really appreciate that about you Kevin and I also want to say that. For those younger nurses out there and the nurses who are kind of just getting started, Kevin, when you and I spoke in Santa Fe last year, we were talking to a bunch of new nurses and nursing students, and we we did talk to them about, you know, you got to be a little careful about what you put out online because it does live there forever, and... You know, even if you decide to delete the drunken photos from spring break in Cancun, they do live on someone's server somewhere. Oh, wait, I got to do that. Yeah, I think you better (laughs) go. And, you know, but for the younger nurses out there and the nurses just getting started, I think a lot of this for nurses who aren't necessarily wanting to like be public persona like the four of us are to whatever extent we are, one does have to think about your brand, your personal slash professional brand, what you're willing to put out there, the risks you're willing to take professionally, and depending where you on your you where you are in your career, there's different levels of risk and risk aversion. I think as somewhat older nurses and we're more seasoned and we're out there as entrepreneurs, a lot. I think all four of us kind of we do take some risks out there in those spaces. And for those of you who are in different spaces and looking for different types of success in your life, you still do have to be a little, um, circumspect, I guess would be the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean,
0: you know, look at that, that, uh, that young woman, Elizabeth Scala, I wish we had her on the show today, but I I know, mean, I she looks she like there. she's always having fun. I mean that, you know, you don't
3: even you don't even know, though. Like so like we're talking about sometimes, though, what you don't want to have be out there. I was hanging out this weekend and we were partying it up and I thought, well, actually, I'm still going to do this for a future guest. We got something in the mail, you know, to play with ourselves. And I was trying to videotape it. But then. There was too much going on in the background, so I figured let me put everybody's clothes back on and we'll videotape it with you know. Are you kidding me?
0: News. Oh my god, I am literally on the edge right now, Sean. You you don't. This is kind of an inside talk. We do have we do have uh, someone coming up. I mean, have we announced yeah. the? We can just say it, the hula hoop girl. Is
1: that who? It yeah, is? the hula hoop girl. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I posted. I did post a video of her and I together in California on the on the beach this past weekend. Mary and I met her in person. So yeah, she sent all three of us hula hoops. You yes.
0: Know. So, I I'm expect a video from me for sure. I well <laughs> i was
3: trying to surprise y'all and now i just busted it up no you know saw what it, you'd be like oh my god a she got a video because <laughs> you know i don't have a smartphone and b what the heck is she doing but i'm still gonna try no. to top y'all with that i am still that's i great. am
0: like jonesing to see this okay. i cannot wait it doesn't matter surprise or not i'm gonna be floored that's gonna I'm be sorry, fun the
2: only thing i heard was that elizabeth said she doesn't have a smartphone how is that possible <laughs> Oh, Sean! Get, tell her. I'm
0: serious. I always feel like
2: I'm the one making fun of her when it comes oh, to that's that. Great. <laughs> See, can't be a podcaster and not have a smartphone, right? Come on, right?
0: Is it is it in the works, Elizabeth, in 2016, or you know? I remember
3: Keith. <laughs> I dabbled back and forth between thinking about it and not. And
1: oh, Elizabeth,
3: today my mood is saying not, but yeah, I know. I mean, it, I make. I guess it makes sense, but. We'll see.
1: So if we want to get Elizabeth Scala on Instagram, she has to have a smartphone. Oh, yeah. yeah
3: exactly. Yeah. Well, there you go. Oh, oh
1: the trip. Th- well, Elizabeth, you've got to get us that uh, that video of you hula hooping. and. Oh, Sean, and Sean, Sean I, I was going
3: to say, humor. Sean's got to talk about Snapchat. I know nothing about this either. I thought
1: Yeah, we were tell gonna- us all about it, <laughs> my friend. Yeah, let's snap. Uh,
2: uh, <laughs> I mean, well, okay. not at the moment.
0: I mean, so. of course, I should snap.
2: So Snapchat is a, another, yet another, um, social media platform or social media community. It's turning into community that, uh, I think it's five years old now, close to five. Yeah, that's about old. right. Um, unfortunately it was for a long time, um, got a really bad rap because it was, just for the teenagers,
0: because they were and, unwrapped, right?
2: Yes, yes, <laughs> right, correct, yes. Um, I won't use the I won't use the term on on the on the podcast, but um, Snapchat was known for its um, di pics. Um, that was the that was the joke of of the of the internet is that um, it was for nudie pics, is what it was, mm-hmm. and it was for a while, but then Snapchat's platform kind of changed a bit. And um, marketers got a hold of it, and then certain companies decided to spend money on um, spons- uh, having sponsorships to be able to tell their story on the platform. Snapchat, in, in a I'll try to say this as sh- short as possible is a way of sharing stories through what they call snaps. And the snap is a picture, or a video that is 10 seconds or less. You either take a picture or you take a video 10 seconds or less and you send it to your friends or you send it to what's called your story. And that story is alive for 24 hours. And then in 24 hours, that story disappears. Hmm. Okay. So you can send as much as you want in 24 hours and it's a rolling 24 hours. So it's not like from 12 to 12, all of a sudden, poof, it's gone it's on a rolling 24-hour period. So what I posted at 3 o'clock yesterday no longer is on my story. It says it's 4.30 in my time right now. So 24 hours ago, whatever I took is no longer on my story on my Snapchat. So that's the, that's the uniqueness of Snapchat. The other part of it is, is that it's a closed community, meaning there is no way to integrate. Okay, I take that back. There's a few ways to integrate it now, but there's no way to share your information directly with other platforms right now. You know that you can share a message on multiple platforms. A Twitter message can go to Facebook. Facebook can go to Twitter. Um, if you want, you can think of Snapchat sort of like Google+. Google+, is very hard to share information. You have to actually go to the platform itself to share the information out there. So it's kind of the same way with Snapchat. There's a few things you can do to save pieces of your story that you can um, share it on other platforms, but you can't do it in a direct way. You have to do it indirectly. So that's that's the bare bones of Snapchat. Over the past year, Snapchat became popular because of the organic interaction amongst its viewers. Here's what's really awesome about Snapchat. First of all, its popularity is growing. Is that, to put things in perspective, and I had to look this information up so I'm not that big of a guru geek, is that Facebook has 1.9 billion users right now, somewhere around that. It's a, mm. it's a ridiculous number. Twitter has uh, two, either two or 300 million. Mm-hmm. That's about right. In, Instagram has 400 million. And Snapchat has 100 million already. Now, does that, what does that mean in, in regards to numbers? Think about it first, what I, what I said. Snapchat cannot interact with any of those platforms, yet they have 100 million users. Wow. Yeah. So I can share my Instagram to those other two platforms just at a click of a button and vice versa. But I can't
1: do that on Snapchat yet. There's a hundred million people on that platform, and what does Snapchat mean for nurses? Like, what in so in for what of-
2: I'm using? So I, I'm still a student right now, still learning about it, and what it means to me is personal interaction in real time. Mm. Twitter is um, Twitter has become the the signal to noise ratio on Twitter has become deafening. Yes. There's too much screaming, not enough talking. Everybody wants to tell you what they're doing, what they've read, and they want to scream it to you instead of having a genuine conversation with you. Facebook is big enough and powerful enough that you can lower that noise level. And Instagram is slowly but surely becoming just as noisy as Twitter. Mm -hmm. So Snapchat has little signal-to-noise ratio. And what that means is that I have your undivided attention when you friend me on Snapchat. Is that you and I become friends on Snapchat, and you have the ability to view my story. Now, you can choose not to look at my story, fine. But if you choose to look at my story, I have your undivided attention at whatever it is I'm trying to tell you. The other aspect of it is that whatever snaps that I create... I can send them to you directly. So not only is it... So there's two concepts, the story and then individual snaps. The story is public. Everybody sees it. It's there for you to view anytime you want. Individual snaps are something that I can send you as uh, like a direct message. We'll call it a direct message. I send it to you by direct message and it stays there until you open it. So I have your undivided attention For 10 seconds.
1: Interesting. Wow. Well, Kevin, it looks like we need to dig into this platform and figure out what it's all about.
2: Ironically, I have a blog post on my blog that um, details what I'm using it for. And then I'm creating a list of links that uh, you can view that help you kind of navigate the platform to give you an idea of what people are using it for. How they're using it, and the and the the how tos on how to actually use the platform. What I really love about Snapchat is the ease of use. Once you, there's a little bit of a learning curve, but once you realize, you figure out how to use it, you can do everything on with one hand. Everything, mm-hmm. just your thumb. So, you know, for instance, um, I really got involved with Snapchat after my knee injury, and I started sharing. My personal journey through my rehab, including the first dressing change that I had with my knee, um, the, the, the sutures coming out, the first time that my, I was able to um, increase the range of motion on my knee. All of those things were very personal and very private, but not so private that I couldn't share it with other people. You know, There were certain images that I felt uh, I probably couldn't put that on Instagram because some people might not be able to stomach that. But on Snapchat, I prefaced it with, here come some images in regards to my knee. If you don't want to see them, don't click it. And it was a great way to connect with my tribe. Is that I'm starting to use Snapchat and replace replace my, um, use Snapchat instead of comments on my blog. So -hmm. if you want to comment on a blog, come find me on Snapchat. Tell me what you thought. Nice. Well, hey, Sean, don't worry about that because there's like a
0: whole YouTube channel of uh, people popping pimples and cysts and stuff. Oh, so yeah. they love that stuff. Oh my
1: gosh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's, it, now it's we've the, crossed it's, into the realm yeah, of too much. It's the even. organic connection. <laughs> that's right, Elizabeth.
0: I'm with rain you rain us in, matter, girl. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that's, this is all, it's all really interesting and it just feels like the changes just keep Coming, And we're going to keep seeing change. And Sean, in some of the notes we sent back and forth and that you sent to us in preparation for the show, you mentioned that the game's changing, that the profession is changing. So, you know, what do you feel about that? What do you feel is changing? And what do nurses need to be prepared for aside from, you know, changes in social media and all that kind of stuff, which will happen forever? What are you thinking about and what should nurses come away from this conversation with in terms of, you know, what's the writing on the wall? What, what are you hearing? What do you put your ear to the rails? I think
2: Elizabeth kind of hinted on that concept is that um, the generation gap is changing greatly. You know, the, that ever evolving uh nursing shortage is becoming a very real concept now. Cause, you know, when I entered the profession ten years ago, someone said that there was a nursing shortage and it it took another ten years before these uh numbers are starting to take effect, meaning that, you know, the number of retire number of nurses reaching retirement is larger than the number of nurses who are entering the profession. So First of all, there's the generation shift. You're going to have all these seasoned nurses gone and all these newer nurses that are going to be, I mean, let's be honest here, running the show. So we as the middle middlemen, or not the, we're not ready to retire just yet, but we're smack dab in the middle there. It is our responsibility to teach these newer nurses how to I guess how to sustain the profession the way it is and maybe even to elevate it to a new level. Maybe to learn from the mistakes of our ancestors as opposed to um, digging ourselves a deeper hole. Uh, The other thing is is that the profession is changing because technology is now an integral part of our profession. We practice with technology at the bedside we practice with technology heavily, heavily intertwined into everything we do with our patients. And I and I can speak to that not only as a provider, but also as a recent surgical patient. Is that technology is not going away. And whether you like it or not, you need to embrace it. And the newer generation of nurses have had technology with them since they were children. So Elizabeth had talked about that, you know, she was a, a cusper. She's on the cusp of, the gener- of that generation that is accepting technology, but just isn't completely comfortable or familiar with technology. And then we have these newer nurses that know nothing but technology. So I foresee our profession making this paradigm shift. And I don't think it's going to, I think it's going to be good and bad. And I think we need to, we need to grab the bull by the horns before it does, before we do lose control of it. So, yeah, I guess that's what I mean by the game is definitely changing.
0: Well, you know, and 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 I, you know, brother, my brother. Oh my gosh, when it comes to technology, <laughs> I mean, my, you know, I, I mean, my kids are in, you know, sort of the i generation, and and uh, you know that that technological aspect. But man, there are so many ways uh, that I can go here. But one of the things is, I think that as nurses, what we can do is almost showcase what we do, because there's like sort of the, the TV portrayal of what nurses are or who nurses are. There's sort of this, I kind of get it, you know, from sort of the academic world, but we can actually show like, no, this is like, even though like we might, this is a very challenging profession, we still bring it to the surface and say, you know, but I'm still a nurse and I still love being a nurse. There are some good days, there are some bad days, but but essentially, we are taking that—that that, uh, the power of these platforms—and we're able to almost like indirectly recruit people and get them interested in nursing. So again, you know, there's television, then there's academia, and and some of it isn't necessarily because I, I practice as a nurse completely differently than I ever was, uh, say, schooled in, you know, from from my university, uh, and and we're showing individuals out there there are so many ways you can practice nursing so many facets, so many aspects. And hopefully it gets more and more people interested uh, to, to become nurses, to help alleviate some of the stress, the burden of when we see a lot of these these mass retirements occurring and then these, these gaping holes of need for nurses.
2: I mean, think about, I hate to interrupt, but think about yeah, it no. for a minute. When, when you made the decision to become a nurse, however long ago that was, or whatever prompt, prompted you think about the social media back then and how that uh i don't know seeded a thought about nursing for you as opposed to now that most individuals who are who find nursing or who pursue nursing mm-hmm. it's because of something they found online through social media not because of a tv commercial not because of a uh uh, a career fair that the local high school decided to provide you with,
1: it's because of social media. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And then all these podcasts now, you know, people might listen to Elizabeth and feel like, wow, you know, a Reiki nurse, a nurse who's interested in holistic healing or Marsha Bati, this nurse who is podcasting and running her business from different points around the globe or or Kevin, or me, or you, Sean. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so much out there right now, and there's so many different ways for us to reach and to basically to, to spread the gospel of what it is we care about. So there's, you know, it's, it's kind of like the game is changing, but in a way the game is going to continue to change, and we have no way to even imagine what it might look like down the road. Yeah.
2: The the medium is changing. I don't think the profession itself will ever change, but the way that we're practicing, the medium by which we're using it is definitely changing. Mm -hmm. You're here. Boy, (laughs) it's scary how much time has gone by. Good
0: grief. (laughs) Yeah, I'll say. I've had way too much fun today. Sheesh. I'm like, how long have
1: we been talking?
0: Like over an hour. (laughs) You people just won't shut up. I mean, seriously, <laughs> this is ridiculous. No, I just, man, Sean, this has been fascinating. Well, fascinating to me because, like I said, brother, my brother, I feel like I have a, another virtual colleague out there who kind of sees it, who's singing the praises and who's utilizing it, I think, effectively and uh, connecting with people. I mean, man, it is so good. Like I said, when did we have you on RNFM? It was at least a couple years ago. And I almost feel yeah. like I'm definitely. I have a higher level of appreciation for you. Not to say I didn't respect you or appreciate you then, but I'm just saying, man, a deeper connection already because we are using technology right now. You and I right now, all the four of us are really connecting on a much deeper level.
1: Yes, that's right. Couldn't agree more. That's right. And there's going to be a lot in the show notes. I've been putting them together with some pictures of Sean and the, um, the great logo for seandent.com and the change of shift podcast. I'm also putting a link, Sean, I hope you don't mind to your article about the day you should have died. Oh, and yeah. we're, we're glad you didn't die. We're really <laughs> glad. You're here. So the link to that blog post will be in the show notes and Kevin, you'll announce where those show notes can be found. And, you know, there's just, there's so much here and we're going to have to have you back on the show to talk more, but this has really been fascinating. And, you're an amazing colleague out there doing great work and representing the profession in a really dynamic, forward thinking way. Well, thank you. This is I
2: I'm
1: echoing the sentiments.
2: Like I, I can't believe it that this much time has passed. I, I we could keep talking. So I truly enjoy it. And uh I have always kept tabs on your your podcast. From the very beginning all the way through. So um, it's been an honor and a pleasure to be a part of it. Sweet. Elizabeth, did you have anything to chime
0: in? I apologize. I feel like I, I just sort of totally took over.
3: No, I'm I'm just listening. Very yeah. observant today. And I, I, I appreciate uh, Sean being here. And I look forward to when you join me on my podcast. I get to interview you. Because I'm going to ask you questions that we didn't get to. So we'll <laughs> still have more time. Ooh, there's a part
0: <laughs> de
2: over on elizabeth's show <laughs> part de, part right. de. not duh but duh. well i mean this is you know this is the first time i've spoken with w- to elizabeth outside of twitter and uh now i see why you have um stole her to be a co-host on your show so boy she is a gem
3: well thank you she's
2: a prize i'll tell you is awesome she is a gem
0: well, I just
3: come here every week to feel better about myself. <laughs> Man, I'm feeling kind of like, sorry.
0: guys, can we get on the mic? So I, I'm just having a rough day. I know it's not Wednesday, but can we just talk for a minute?
1: Yeah. Tell me how amazing I am. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. See, this this derails, but it's fun. That's a thing. See, we're all nurses on the mics having fun, having a blast. This is what we do
2: that so. was i admitted i was like nervous about this I are you kidding know me man i, know. I have this, no idea
0: why this is nuts so much fun so. cool all right well hey sean yeah so we'll definitely wrap up here and what i, I look forward to actually listening to your show uh, with elizabeth so that's going to be a trip but anyway man um we'll definitely have all of that info in the show notes and to to find you but certainly I'm going to go ahead and just close my, my section. So you can follow me,
1: Kevin Ross, at Innovative Nurse. And I am Keith Carlson, and you can find me at Nurse Keith.
3: Uh, Elizabeth Scala here all day long, as Kevin likes to say, and I am <laughs> at Elizabeth Scala. What, what?
0: All right, signing off, folks, until next episode. All right, listeners, that's is the show and I wish it just kind of kept on going I'm, I'm sure that for you all of you though for most of you you have somewhere else to be or some other things to do so you would have had to have paused or listened to it later and here's the thing like I think Sean really just highlighted some some great points here a lot of the things that we have been saying too about nurses telling their stories sharing what is going on and I really I honestly think that This is a way to share with those individuals, whether you're a student nurse or even thinking about becoming a nurse and things that you're reading online or reading uh, or or hearing about in in social or even, you know, how, like I said earlier, uh, how things are portrayed on television and how they might be portrayed in academia, but really on social, you kind of get a feel for what's going on in nursing. And I think that there's some some really good stories out there that nurses are sharing and it is a very challenging career. I mean, we know it's very challenging, but hey, like I said, most of us are still in it and we are still winning as nurses. We are doing a great job and like I said, I love seeing these stories and I love kind of relating and, and like I said, I, I connected to, to Sean on a on a deeper level on something kind of silly, but something that he shared about his uh, you know, sort of intermittent, uh, ambidextrous uh, lifestyle that he has, so uh, or ways there. But anyway, that, that being said, I think that there is definitely some value to take away. Hopefully, you will be following Sean at all of his social platforms. I mean, my gosh, he's everywhere. And we will have those links in the show notes rnfmradio.com forward slash snap. So I felt like it was kind of appropriate because this is the first time that we've actually talked about Snapchat on the show. And I think I even learned something and it's great that me being kind of the tech guy, like I even learned some additional information about Snapchat. So I'm going to be heading over there uh, pretty soon, getting that started. So we'll be sure to connect with you on Snapchat. And of course, definitely hit us up on Instagram, our newest social platform right now, Instagram, RNFM Radio. So hit us up over there. We love communicating over there. I mean, it has been a lot of fun. Well, we just got to wrap this. Get out of here. Get on with our days. So, we can't begin to tell you how much we appreciate one of the most important investments that you're making here, and that is your time and attention here at RNF Radio. And, like we said, we're going to keep doing it. We are here for you. We love the fact that you're here with us. So, that being said, get on with your day. Go move some needles. Go do something. Go execute and amplify. Find your passion. Execute on those ideas. Rinse and repeat, and we'll see you back here with us again on our next episode of RNFN Radio.